Your new home for 49ers football in the 916 Sacktown Sports. Thank you for that, Kyle. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins got you for one more hour. We got a little bit of Giants talk, a little bit of baseball talk, and a little bit. But first, we want to talk about getting left out. And who's going to get left out? This is something that is not a bad thing. It's just a part of life. Yep. When you have a good team and when you have a stacked roster and when you do have strength in numbers, hey. somebody is going to have. Hey, I had to. Had to. Somebody's going to have to sacrifice. Yep. And that was Andre Iguodala for the Warriors. On right. other teams, it happens more often than not on championship teams. I would even say the, the teams that get far, not mm-hmm. even championship teams. I know the Lakers had guys. I mean, D'Angelo Russell probably wanted to play more. Yeah. Lonnie Walker could actually yeah. give some dudes buckets on other teams. And this is what happens when you just get a collection of talent and decide we'll figure it out later, which is the smart thing to do. So yeah. Sacramento, the Rabim team, yeah. the Beam team part two, who would you say, and I don't know if worried is the right word, mm-hmm. but who could you see being for lack of a better term, left out this season. Yeah, I'm kind of starting to to grow concern that my guy Trey Lyles might be left out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows? Again, this is more just where I feel like things are trending um, with, I mean, again, on media day, Alex Len told us that he, he wouldn't be surprised if the Kings roll out some two big lineups with right. him and uh, Alex Len and, and Sabonis, or, you know, it could be, McGee and Sabonis could be Lennon McGee. Who knows? Right. Um, so that, I mean, uh, it, coming into this season, especially knowing that Sasha Vizankov was coming in mm-hmm. to essentially be the backup four, everyone assumed that Trey Lyles was going to get the the backup five minutes and they right. were just going to run a small ball rotation because it worked against some teams. It, it, it famously last year worked against Minnesota when they had Gobert just being able to pull him out of the paint mm-hmm. and all the the advantages that you get from from doing that. So I think just the combination of those two things, the fact that Sasha's there and Len saying what he said, it just makes me feel like there might not be as many minutes for Trey Lyles this season as what we had all been expecting and, frankly, what I was hoping for. I really like Trey Lyles at the five. I think it's going to be something they still will experiment with, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the 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 established rotation that they're going to go with. Yeah, we have we have Trey Lyles sound, so let, let's that, hear from Is it Len or is it? Is it Len or Len? Lyles? Len, sorry Len. about let's that. Let's hear yes. Len. Let's hear Len. I mean, it's no secret that in that playoff series, you guys really struggled with the uh, with the glass and, and controlling the glass. And, you know, Kevon Looney had himself a, a yeah. fantastic series. What adjustments can you guys make this year to make sure that that just doesn't happen again? Uh, we'll see uh, uh, what coach come up with. But... That, that game seven was tough, though. Like, it felt yeah. like just the ball was just bouncing their way every every single time, especially in that third quarter. Um, but I feel like Coach talked about he might try to play two centers at the same time, like either mm. Domas and me, Domas and JaVale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see mm. if that, that, that works. Yeah, I mean, there that, you go. it's just it, – and that's – I, I, I had misheard it initially. He said – Coach said, like, it's not even like, oh, I've been hearing or, you know, we've been working. He said, coach said that we could, that we'll, that we'll go to those looks. And I would assume it'd be against specific teams, you know, some, some bigger lineups if they don't feel like pulling the center out um, would be a good idea. But it, it just, it, it really, I, I'm a huge Trey Lyles fan. Mm-hmm. I, I like to say that I started the Trey Bay co- coalition. There you go. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like things are trending, especially – I just don't think the Kings are going to want to keep Sasha off the floor right. is really what it ends up coming down right. to. <clears throat> and, again, when somebody hits, right, and, right. and just what we talked about with Sasha, when somebody hits, you can only play so many guys. Here on yeah. the YouTube chat, you have from Arthur Smith, I like Mike Brown's lineup, and, yes, few players – would be left out, especially on a winning team, even if a major injury, and please don't. He has much of that covered, and these players will be good in the system. And also, from Manny Too Legit, here we go. You know I love things like yes, this. body I, language. I love the tinfoil hats, Manny Too Legit. Trey Lyles didn't really look happy on media day. Woo. You were there. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't get to see Trey or talk to Trey. I think uh, Dave and Jason got an interview with him, but – um, you know, it was, it's, it's interesting. I did get a, a physical look at him mm-hmm. and he does look like he got bigger like this off season or last off season. I should say he came into media day looking really trim. He lost a ton of weight and said, so that, not good, big you're saying. Yeah. Like I, th- I'm more saying I, th- he looks stronger this year and mm-hmm. more saying, so I think he thought he was going to get a lot of minutes at center this year and it wouldn't surprise me if, if because the rebounding was not just an issue in that playoff series. It was an issue all season long mm-hmm. for the Kings. Demonis Sabonis led the NBA in rebounds per game, and the Kings were still middle of the pack in, in team rebounding. And so mm-hmm. that tells me nobody else really felt that they needed to pay attention to the class. And uh, I think that it's going to be a, a real – a real balance that Mike Brown's going to have to find because I do think a, a big reason why they didn't go big last year is because of what it would do to your offense. It would muck it up. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to, especially in today's NBA, having two centers is almost ta- is almost completely taboo. Um, and so that was the reason why they wouldn't do it. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, you could argue that their defensive deficiencies were bad enough to where it warrants and justifies going to that two center look. Right. So you have Trey Lyles. That's one of the big men. So basically it could be big men, middlemen, and the small guys in terms of in each rotation yeah. who could get left out. Who else do you have for me? I think Chris Duarte is on the list. I, I more so lean that he'll, he'll probably get some minutes. Whether mm-hmm. the, I don't think it's going to come at the two because of you kind of have Herter and Monk locked into mm-hmm. all 48 of those minutes. I could see him coming in for that three position, whether it be Keegan or, or HB. I could see him coming in for 15 or so minutes in a game. But to your point, I think you said it earlier, the Kings' big advantage, especially in the Western Conference, to start the season yeah. is their continuity. Right. And obviously that would you would be getting rid of your continuity to an extent if you're going to be playing a ton of your new guys. I think that they're going to ease guys like Chris Duarte in to where he's going to feel comfortable and know what what to expect from him when he comes in. So I could see Duarte, and then I also mentioned uh, Kessler Edwards, who got mm-hmm. traded for the Kings last year, got a lot of minutes uh, at, that, at that backup three, more specifically when they were trying to do a more defensive-heavy lineup. I just don't know if – to, to the ultimate point of this segment, like with the amount of depth that they have, the amount of guys that they need to mm-hmm. get to, I just think Kessler Edwards is so far down that list that it would have to be Devin Booker's giving us 30 right. through two and a half quarters. Right. Let's put somebody out there that we can, a fresh body that it will at least pay attention defensively. And so I, I just have a tough time seeing Kessler Edwards after a pretty lackluster summer league as well getting significant minutes this year. You're not worried about Davion Mitchell? 
I am in the long run, okay. and and we've kind of discussed that mm-hmm. a little bit more so off air, but. I think that this is just going to have to be a really big proving season for Davion. Like, this is where Davion establishes, okay, are you just a backup point guard? Mm -hmm. Are you even a backup? Are you a specialist? Or do you have some – like, are you knocking on the door of being, like, a fringe starter in that Tyus Jones kind of range like we were talking about earlier? Because we can't forget this dude was a top-10 draft pick. And with that, I'm sorry, it comes expectations. And you can't be – I said this to you yesterday. Patrick Beverly is is a person that people comp Davion to. Right. That's fine and dandy. Patrick Beverly was undrafted. Like there there's a difference when you're taking and it's the same thing with Keegan Murray to yeah. a different extent. When you're taking where you are in the draft, there's expectations that come with that for better or for worse, for right or for wrong. And Davion's a top 10 pick. Yes, he's drafted to be a backup, but he needs to show Hey, this guy can can be a spot starter. If De'Aaron Fox misses ten games, you should be okay because Davion Mitchell is good enough. Yes. If he's not to that level, I would think Frank. I mean, my personal timeline would be trade deadline. I wouldn't be afraid to go out there and look for an actual playmaking backup point guard. Mm-hmm. But I think this year in general is is just a big. Davion, you got to show what your worth is to this team and, frankly, what your worth is to the league because, you know, you, you know how it is. Like, you're not just auditioning for for your, for your the team you're on. You're right. auditioning for every team out there who might be interested in your services. And I think he understands that. Yeah. Now, yeah. pressure busts pipes or it makes diamonds. Yes, sir. Because that is exactly – what's probably on his mind. Right. I got to show up and show out because Mm -hmm. I haven't played to the level that I would like to. And if I don't, I don't even know where I'm going to end up because you're talking about a trade. You're not necessarily talking about a trade that includes Davion because we don't even know what Davion's value is. He might be thrown into it, but he is not at the point right now where he would be headlining a trade that would help the Kings. So he he understands that, but I guess he's got to find a way to, as the old saying goes, make it so that the coach just can't take you can't out. Can't take you off, For, for right. what that role is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, we don't, he's not going to take over any <laughs> yeah. De'Aaron Fox's minutes or right. anything like that, but you are our go-to guy. Yeah. We talk so much about young guys who defensively don't have it. Mm-hmm. He has it. He's got you it. You just and have so. to, right. Yeah. You just have to figure out offensively who are you going to be mm-hmm. because you're right. Patrick Beverly is, is cool, and he's got a nice podcast, and he's a, he's he memes, <laughs> yeah. and he's a dog. He's a dog, but he's not somebody. He's not somebody that I think Davion Mitchell would want to be comp to yeah. later in his career, right? Right when when he's in the prime of his career, maybe right now to start. Okay, you know it is similar in a way to Kaminga a little bit sure. because yeah. Kaminga same draft too, same draft, and Kaminga now. His athleticism is through the roof. Yeah, ridiculous. But in terms of, hey, Kaminga, we need you to do some things. We want to give you more opportunity, but you need to do these things first and yeah. do them at a high level. I think you could make the argument that Kaminga is going to need – they're going to need him because they need fresh legs yes, to get through the season. for sure. Davion is going to have to knock the door down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, know? I mean, he knows it better than anyone. He, he said it during this summer on a podcast, but – he knows that he, the reason he didn't play in game six and especially in game seven when it felt like the Kings needed him most was because he wasn't making shots. And Mike right. Brown couldn't – like, you, yeah, it's great if you can shut somebody down, but 
you also got to give something on the other end. You can't just be sitting in the corner. You can't be Gary Payton the second, who's no. another guy who you could compare Davion's game to right now, yeah. but again, Lucky. is an undrafted guy. Yeah. Like I, I think he, he's got to show that he's able to provide a spark offensively. And he doesn't have to be Malik Monk mm-hmm. of a spark, but he's got to be something where you can't forget about him on the floor. And frankly, I think it would be it would go a long way if he could be more of a playmaker. Like, yeah, it is nice to make shots, but at the end of the day, he's six feet tall and and that's maybe being generous. Yeah. He's got to be a point guard. Like you can't just put him in the corner and say, Hey, you're a thirty seven percent spot up shooter, stand in the corner because he's he's six feet tall. Like you can find other people who are bigger and give something else. It might not be to the level of Davion's defense, but you can find someone else who can impact the game and do stand in the corner on offense, essentially. But then maybe it gets to the point where it just wasn't a great pick, right? Yeah. And and we do this 100%. thing where you Trey try Lance, shout out, we'll yeah. see you this week in, in Dallas, <laughs> but we do this thing where he is a third, he was the third overall pick. Maybe he right. wasn't supposed to be. Right. You know, maybe Davion yep. was drafted too high because yep. the way you're describing him now, I mean, if you, all these kids, Kaminga, all they want to do, they want to grow their bag. If yeah. Davion can't develop a bag, yeah. I mean, you can't be Lil Wayne, you can't be Duffel Bag Boy, so we, we got to <laughs> ship you out of here. So I think it, it's going to be really intriguing to see yeah. what happens to Davion and you know, there, there are a lot of guys waiting and waiting in the wings, and they want to be a part of this roster. And they yep. are a part of this team and a part of this rotation. So we got to get to a break. When we get back, it is time. We are going to play the sound from Farhan Zaidi when he references a very famous show that I personally think is a smidge overrated, but it's a good Ooh. show. It's a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> that, all of that and more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking a little break from the Kings. Took a break from the Niners today, too. But yeah, again, what are we talking about? It's the middle of the week, you know, too. Like, I mean, to your point, there's not really much to talk about anyway unless you just want to hear us rant and rave about They're good. They're how really good, good the Niners are and how yeah. deep they are. And Even the Thursday night game is Chicago and Washington this Ugh. week. Come on, man. Ugh. Why? Do Why? we have to? Yeah. Come on. You know what? Let me, uh, let me ask you this Jeez. question, though, because my mom is from Panama. Shout out. Shout out Panama. I love it. Got to go if you've never been. Yeah, I was going to say. My dad is from Chicago, but he doesn't. He he was more of a basketball guy. Chicago, sure, the right. Bulls. You do that math. Do the math, yeah. So I didn't really grow up, even though I went to De La Salle, I didn't really grow up with football, mm-hmm. right? And I like football. I yeah. really do. But when people say, I don't care if football's football, if I don't if if that game doesn't doesn't get off to the right foot yeah. on Thursday, I'm not watching it. Yes. I'm not watching it. Yeah. So are you in the camp? Will you? Wa- is it football is football? Will you watch anything? <laughs> no. I will not watch anything, uh, especially with bad football. Like, I can, I just can't. I cannot sign up for it. Like, it's it, – football doesn't get enough of a rap. And my girlfriend, frankly, has really opened my eyes to this because mm-hmm. I've been trying to introduce her to football and right. see – because she loves basketball. We'll, right. we'll watch any, any game. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It can be Hornets, Raptors. She'll mm-hmm. watch it. Um, but I'm like trying to get her to watch football and she's really pointed out just all of like the slow points, 
all of the weird rules, mm-hmm. all the stoppages. There's a lot of stopping. And like, especially for like, and this is in an excite. I'm showing her Chiefs Bills, and I'm right. like, come on, like it doesn't right. get better than this. Right. And I think, yeah, I'm. This is just a long way of saying, for the most part, no. Like, it's got to be entertaining. I need touchdowns. I need some storylines too, at, at the bare minimum, to follow. I'm not just gonna watch Justin Fields go against C.J. Stroud just right. because it's great, like, or just because those are two exciting. Like, no, I, I need, I need it to be a good game between two good teams. Yes. If your team is bad, there's nothing worse than just having to watch a season of bad football. Right. And I know fantasy is a big part of that. Right. And that's oh, a good I, point I have this guy, and a lot of people won't admit it that that's why yeah. you know and me personally if i don't have any shows to fire up then maybe i'll throw in a fan duel and yes, and, and yeah. give myself a reason, a reason to, to care. watch yeah but if i got if there. i got some shows if i got some love island or whatever yeah. i need to watch i will probably watch <laughs> that over a dumpster fire and yes. that's what well, i'll give it a i'll give it a chance at the right. beginning yeah. and then i don't know life is too precious it you is. know what i mean yeah. i gotta i gotta I got to keep it pushing. Yeah, I got to you know, keep it pushing. It's, it's our jobs to watch these things, but you know, so even sometimes you got to give yourself a little mental health break and say, "Look, yes. I cannot. I know it's my job technically to watch this, but like, yeah, this is not nah, like I right. need. I need a break. Well, <laughs> this is a good job, time to break. As much as this is a dream job, in every job there's stuff that you don't want to do. Exactly. I really don't want to audit this. I really right. don't want to fill yeah. this out. <laughs> exactly. But I guess it's part of the job. But uh, I mean, if you're making me. I'll do it, but I really don't want to. No, I'm All right, right there with you. Let's get to this Farhan sound. We're just going to play some of it because it's a little long. Comparing how the Giants team is set up to the hit show on Hulu, The Bear. Uh, you know, one of the shows I've been watching kind of therapeutically over the last couple months is The Bear. I don't know how many people here watch that show. Um, and... There's, there's an episode in the second season um, about, uh, you know, one of the characters in the show who goes and works as a stage at this three-star Michelin restaurant. Um, do you, have you, do you, do you watch the show? No, okay, I'm right. Going. Not that one. I'm talking about when he goes to work at the, the restaurant, the episode Forks. Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, I promise I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> Everyone watch the bear, though. It's fantastic. It's, it's an amazing show. So anyway, the, 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 you know, this guy's a little annoyed at the fact he's, he, he works as a stage. The first week, all he's doing is cleaning forks, and then the next week, he's cleaning spoons, and it's, like, really mundane. Um, but the episode really revolves around um, the, the story and narrative behind a sign that's up on in the restaurant kitchen that says every second counts and um you know it's just sort of you know when i was watching that i really identified with it because to be a part of excellence anywhere you know it just no detail can be too small and for us i think you know that's what we want our brand to be that every second counts i beg your pardon I beg your pardon. That was that was a little bit long to just what, kind of what say. What are we talking about? We need about? to maximize every day. I'm so out, man. That's very much like I and you. You said for, for the tease that shows a little bit under over or overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the bear. I thought it was great, but it does kind of remind me of like when Ted Lasso was first out mm. and everyone was like got to be like a goldfish and like, oh, right. believe. And right. it's just like, 
I, I don't know. It was it was a little little corny to me, a little uh definitely a little cringe for sure. And uh to me just a little long winded too to essentially say, Yeah, we need to make every day count. It just it 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 struck me as I'm trying to be the smartest person in the room type deal yeah. and, and that stuff I'm not really great on. Here's my thing, Farhan. You know what they have in Michelin star restaurants? They have top chefs. Mm. Who are the top chefs that the Giants have? That's they not what don't. he took from that. That's no, not what that's he took not. From that he, he decided I can take mid chefs and somehow <laughs> create a Michelin star restaurant. You're that's not a not... fan of five star chef Michael Conforto? Oh wow, yeah, he's really just whipping it up. We don't have Gordon Ramsay. No. Okay, we don't, don't have Bobby him. Flay. We no. don't even have Guy Fieri. Yeah. We don't have no. any of these guys. You and have Anthony Disclafani. You have Anthony Disclafani, yep. who you know maybe it he sounds could, like a cook. Sounds like a cook. He might be a better cook than pitcher. At least maybe. This past season, so I, I don't, Farhan, you're you're, you're really losing me. Yeah. I am a guy who did cape up a little bit for Gabe Kapler. He was the fall guy. Yeah. And oh, for sure. What I've always said, and it's funny because we're already talking food here, is Gabe <laughs> Kapler. When you open your fridge, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the night or whenever it's time to make a midnight snack or dinner, you can only make a meal that's as good as the ingredients you have. Right. And I would say for the most part, I'm not talking about whether you liked Gabe Kapler or not. I would just say for the most part, he made some pretty darn good meals yeah. with what was in his fridge. Yeah. Or he just made the meal that was available. Like, That's I would what he say did. That, like, I, when I look at this Giants roster, I say... They're probably 500. Like, that's a 500 right. team. And where are they? they? Or where did they end up? Right around 500. So let's just do it since we're here. What was the Giants roster in restaurant form? Was it Olive Garden? Was um, it Red Lobster? It was definitely like a Chili's, like a sure, yeah. Give like, me some Southwestern like Applebee's, maybe. You so know? you have, so you have the Chili's, yeah, and you have. It was all apps. Logan for Webb sure. is my Southwestern egg roll because sure. those, those yeah. hit. That those yeah. hit, and they all they all got their place. You know, they like Applebee's is like, hey, we I think they do wings well yeah. or something like like yep. you know that's Logan Webb. Like you can have a yeah. couple things just because you are Applebee's, and right? Doesn't mean that you don't gotta have something there. <laughs> But for the most part, the rest of the menu is Black Bear Diner. It's like right. it's just a bunch of stock stuff that it's like It's just okay. I don't I don't understand it. So yes, so I'm trying to figure out before I decided to go to Morton's, yeah. I'm looking up everything and it always cracks me up when restaurants I watch Bar Rescue and, and oh, so good. all these shows where if the menu is too big, you have a problem. Yes, now, totally. Yard House does very well. They do. They, they do. They do. But it was, I felt like I was taking the SATs reading their menu. <laughs> it was just all over the place. I'm scrolling, yeah. I'm scrolling because my dad really likes the jambalaya. Yeah. It took me so long. They did like an Asian ribeye, just some bizarre decisions. Yeah. It took me about three minutes to, I said, did they get rid of the jambalaya? Oh no, it's at the bottom. Yeah. They have an, They do Asian, they do American. Just pick one thing and do it well. Right. And that's what yes. the Giants, that's where they're at right now. Right. They, they don't have an identity. Yep. Okay. Farhan's whole thing is I'm going to find these hidden gems and they're going to hit. Some of them did hit. Right. You moved off of some of them. I'm watching the playoffs yesterday, last night. I see Donovan Solano, Donnie Barrels <laughs> making a play. And then I changed There's to the a other lot of channel. Giants around I changed yesterday. to the other channel. Evan Longoria is making a diving play. <laughs> then I changed from that. And last season, Mauricio Dubon won a World Series. Yeah, for real. So I, there's something yeah. just missing. Right. There's something missing. Right. So for you to sit there and act like you have some 
you are anything close to Michelin star or the bear or even the Chicago (laughs) sandwiches that they made before they got the new restaurant is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is insane. And also shout out, how about uh, you, you're mentioning some old Giants that were playing yesterday. There was a couple old A's playing old yesterday. A's? I saw Jesus Lazardo right. got the got the game one start. Yeah. I was shocked. Yep. Christian Pache, yeah. he got a hit yesterday. He, got a, he I can said, hit now. I said, wait, what? He can hit now. They just cut him. They yep. just let him go in the first week of the season. He, def- <laughs> he was basically the Davion Mitchell yes. Yes. of baseball. Pretty much. Great defensive Incredible. outfielder, but Incredible. could not hit the backside no. of the barn. Yeah. Speaking of, and we're talking about the Rays quickly. So the Rays had the smallest or the the smallest attendance attendance yeah. mm-hmm. since the 1919 World Series. <laughs> what? And it looked like, and I'm we're, we got the game on here today. Doesn't look like it's much much more people in that building. And by the way, it looks like the Rays uh, Rays playoff hopes are over as it's five nothing. Well, they didn't even have. By the way, quickly, Randy Rosarena. Did you see his mom throughout the first pitch? I did. Yeah, she must have played because she, she has have. a yes. cannon. I was like that. And not Stephen only a it takes looked notes. normal. Right, <laughs> yeah. Fifty Cent takes some notes. Not only did it look very good, it was a strike. Yeah, it was right, right down, down the middle. middle. Maybe Farhan should try to draft Maybe. her. Maybe hey, looking for her. some gems. I mean, at this point, Come so on. I just had to get that off my chest, Farhan. I I actually think he gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes. Yeah. But this one was not hitting for me. Not no, hitting at no, all. No, this this was not this was not it. This was I this was one of those where I feel like he was like, Oh, I I, I got something for y'all. Yo, yo. So you're Steph Curry. Yeah. Did he plan this? <laughs> he, and I can't no, wait to, this is gonna he be a, a bar. Thousand percent <laughs> planned it. He a thousand percent thought it was gonna be a bar. Yeah. And it fell so he was like, Y'all have seen the bear? Two people. Yeah, I've seen the bear. Okay, well, that's off to a right. bad start. And then he just goes on and on. It's, and we didn't even play the full clip. That's no. like a two-minute clip. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he just he really didn't say much of anything. Completely I'm unnecessary. Yeah. Hopefully the Giants figure it out. And hopefully Farhan figures it out. Hopefully. But we will figure it out when we get back. We're going back to Kings and a little bit more baseball talk. It's Thousand Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Headlines. Good afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is underway. Our guys Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez are out at Golden One Center covering camp. You can read their news and notes at sacktownsports.com. In football, the Denver Broncos waived pass rusher Randy Gregory 10 games after he signed an $82 million contract in 2022. And in baseball, it's day two of the MLB wildcard rounds. The Texas Rangers are up 5-0 on the Tampa Bay Rays in the top of the sixth, which means Tampa Bay is on their way to being sent home. The Blue Jays, the Brewers, and the Marlins all need a win today or else they too will be eliminated from the playoffs. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. It's time for the final 30 minutes here with Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins. 30 more minutes. One more segment with you until we get the crosstalk going with Whitey and Draper as we 
continue to talk kings. Yes, sir. And Darren Fox said something, and I don't know if I believe him. Mm. Darren Fox said, we have the sound right here. Darren Fox said he's not interested in playing for Team USA. Here it is. I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this. Uh, <laughs> right now, in this very moment, I really don't care what's going on with Team USA. That's not on my mind at all. Um, like I said, in the future, it could change. But um, as of right now, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah, so... I think that's completely fair. Yeah. Everyone got asked about Team USA. Right. Even Steph did, yeah. And LeBron. Yeah. And I do think it was kind of weird. Because I don't know if, is 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 it possible that this whole thing with the track star actually (laughs) has changed how people view and now with Team USA losing right after that, Mm -hmm. is there more importance than there was before? And, And this was FIBA, not the Olympics, right. so this is the big boy. But I did find it a little odd to be I, – I guess it's coming in 2024, but I did right. think it was a little odd on NBA Media Day yeah. for so many – it was almost like a bunch of media people were told to ask them so about it. That's what I was going to say. It, this feels like a very – and I'm not usually one to say this, but this is feels very media-driven. Mm-hmm. And like this feels like a media narrative that's trying to be, be pushed right now is – you know, because LeBron did say immediately after the 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 FIBA tournament, he was like, "I'm gonna get everyone. I want everyone to get in the Olympics." Steph, right. you know, there was that report that Steph and you know, pretty much all KD. of yeah, KD, LeBron, the rest of Clutch were gonna were gonna be on <laughs> Team USA, and I, you know, it was it was a weird report when it came out, but I just I don't think that it's really. I I think that everyone should have the answer that De'Aaron had, and frankly, just especially on media day, I'm not thinking about that right now. Right. I'm kind of way more concerned about the season and how that plays out. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe Darren makes the finals and doesn't have the energy to mm-hmm. play for the, I, th- I think the bigger point is that these guys are thinking about the regular season right yeah. now. They're not, they're not thinking that the Olympic conversation will come in due time, but I just don't feel like now is the right time to 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 worry about it. Well, and it spoke to where a lot of these guys are in their careers, right? Mm-hmm. Steph has said that, of course, he wants number five. Right. But he also already has a couple championships, and he's right. accomplished a lot in, right. in his career. He, Steph hasn't done the Olympics, has he? He didn't do the Olympics, but I know he played for Team he, USA at some point. he got the point. FIBA championship. Yeah, so yeah. Remember- yeah, Steph has no Olympic gold medals, according to this. Hmm. There you go. So there you go. I mean, so that could be one something thing. for him. Maybe right. Carmelo can give him one. Who exactly. knows? You know? Carmelo might come back. He could. Actually, we're he good. We're yeah. good. Actually, Olympic Melo. Just yes. be Olympic Melo. You can exactly. come back. You he doesn't can come have back. to be an NBA player. Well, it's funny when the list grows, right? And LeBron, same thing. He's accomplished so much. And they want to – it would be a cool swan song. But but Draymond hopping on is so funny to me because the last time Draymond was on Team USA, yeah. he got no burn. Yeah, none he at was all. just on the bench the whole time. Yep. So you know all these guys want to play and and they're going to make this super team. And right. Draymond is one of the most confusing players in the history of the game because mm-hmm. he played with so many great players. Right. But obviously he's a great player. But he how kinda, great is how yeah. great is he? He's older now. Right. So I don't know Draymond if they need you to, to hey, all right, let's get the band together and win Team USA. Right. Draymond, I don't know if they need you. Right. But thank you for volunteering. <laughs> thank you your for your service. consideration. <laughs> yes, we appreciate yes, it. The opposite we'll of get Gino. Back to you. The opposite yeah, of Gino. Exactly. They wrote me off I didn't write back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I 
I wrote them. They did not, they write, did not me back. write back. So, uh, you know, good on De'Aaron Fox. He's a guy who zero in, laser focus yeah. on what he wants. And it's an NBA championship. Yes, and sir. anybody that doesn't have a championship should have been answering like De'Aaron Fox. Exactly. I don't know how all of them answered because right. I'm sure they were all asked. Right. But that is the answer. If I am, I am. Mike Brown watching this, that's exactly yes, what sir. I want to hear from De'Aaron Fox. I don't, yes, I'm not tripping off. And again, he's young. Yeah. He can make the next Olympics, yes, right? Sir. Steph and LeBron, they're they're about to sunset. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, but I did think it was a little little weird that so many people, it was such a, just wouldn't have strike me as a hot button topic yeah. for NBA media day. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point you bring up about Noah Lyles and his comments and if that has anything to do with it because I I do kind of think that maybe it, it did. I think that, mm-hmm. again, maybe it might be more media-driven, but it feels like people do feel like Team USA, for whatever reason, needs to needs to make a statement. I don't think that they really do. I think it's kind of crazy that we even care this. Like I, yeah. I think spiritually we all know that the best players come from the USA, and mm-hmm. I don't know why they necessarily need to win a tournament every two years in right. order to validate that, but – um, no, I, I think that it's pretty much just a media-driven narrative that's just it's just, it just doesn't need to happen right now. I mean, again, De'Aaron had the perfect answer. There's no reason why anybody on on media day, the day before training camp starts, that you should be heavily even considering mm-hmm. Team USA right now. Right. That's I, not I, the time. No, I, I don't get that either. What it reminds me of this whole Team USA thing is if you ever played video games or – even just real games with the younger sibling or a little cousin, whoever it is, and if they're the only person you have to play with, these are the days before online gaming, and you're clearly better than them, they're clearly younger than you, and you start to get a little bit bored. What do you do? You let them score a little bit to make it more exciting. I'm playing Madden, I'm playing the NCAA mascot game, and my little cousin, I don't feel like letting him beat me, but I'm tired of winning, you know, every single game. So I just happen to miss a tackle here. I happen to press X instead of Y. And now I'm down by two touchdowns and I can get a little work in. I feel like that's what Team USA (laughs) has been doing for the last couple years here. And now they have an excuse to call in the big dogs because some of y'all are talking smack and then no Lyles will, you know, have to not retract his statements, but... At least he can say, hey, I did this. I got yeah. these guys. Yeah, it was pretty good timing on your part because I didn't know his name before all right, this went down. Exactly. So good on them, but especially good on De'Aaron Fox for yeah. not really taking the bait, for lack of a better yeah. term, and just staying focused on what he truly wants, which yeah. is his first ring. Yeah, and I mean, to, to sidetrack everything that we just talked about, I mean, frankly – I, just as a blanket statement, I would love to see De'Aaron play for Team USA. Yes, to and your, he will. He and will. he will eventually. But I, I really like what you said, and it's not something I thought about. This is, I don't think this is the time for him either. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want him to be Draymond Green on this Team USA team. And De'Aaron's obviously very capable of, mm-hmm. of being productive on that team. But if Steph Curry's going to be there, if uh, who knows, whatever, throw in another I mean, point, Damian ja, Lillard, ja will Ja be there? Who yeah. knows? I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> I mean, whoever's going to be there. De'Aaron is capable. I mean, you just saw Tyrese Halliburton lead this FIBA mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is capable of leading one of these Team USA squads. Right. I think he should hold out for that. And mm-hmm. If he doesn't get that opportunity, 
I don't think he necessarily needs to do it. We were talking yesterday about superstardom. It would help his star presence, I think, to be a, a, fo- a focal figure of Team USA. But mm-hmm. I don't think he ultimately needs it to prove anything in his career. Like I think, I think he needs it to to make sense for him if he's going to join the team. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know that. And and the Olympics are different than FIBA. To be yeah. fair. But I don't think anybody gained any – well, they didn't win, but I don't think anybody gained any more yeah. notoriety. I don't think Tyrese Halliburton is any more of a household name no. now. Now, if they won Austin the Reeves Olympics, might be. But. Austin, well, Austin <laughs> Reeves. Austin Reeves is getting very close to is he actually as good as everybody yeah, for sure. talks about yeah. him, which is hard to do because he is pretty darn He's good. pretty darn but good. But – we do this thing the where pendulum shifts. Yes, yes, it goes for it goes from underrated to overrated really quickly, expeditiously, almost overnight. Yes, <laughs> o- overnight. So now all of a sudden the question yeah. is, man, I mean, is he overrated now? So yeah. you, you fight so hard to to not be underrated anymore. I know. There's just no middle. There is, and I you no. know you I love playing that game. Yeah. Overly rate, overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Yeah, there are not enough people that are just properly Especially rated. Especially in the NBA, right. where it's just such a polarizing league, and everyone you know, you know everyone's face. It's yeah. like everyone has such a strong opinion on everybody. Right. It's just really hard, especially if you are you know one of the better players, yeah. for someone to just be like, no, he is this, but he also has deficiencies in this. And I think everyone kind of acknowledges no one really fits into that bucket perfectly. And that gives me an excuse to hop back on the Brock Purdy situation because I think that Brock is skyrocketing to at least properly rated. Yes. But according to Niner fans, I mean, I turned it, I turned on the TV today and they had Brock Purdy. A couple of them had Brock Purdy as their MVP choice. Mm. But if you ask a Niner fan, (laughs) he's still underrated, terribly underrated. And I get it. It's still early, but it happens very fast. And I guarantee you, if Brock goes out there on Sunday and does what he's been doing, there won't, there won't actually be underrated. We'll still be having them, but all these Niner fans are going to be talking to the wall because I think at that point, everyone will say, okay, Brock is about that action. Maybe I was a little, I was a little, Late to the party, but right. I'm not late anymore. Well, so, and then Tom Brady comparisons are going to happen. Hey, well, then, and then, no again, in between. pendulum shifting yes. way too far to the other end. Right, right. Is he Dan Marino? Exactly. Or Peyton Tom Manning, Brady. Which one? All combined. Which one? Just a mini Mahomes. Yeah. I've heard mini Mahomes. They're going to do the, the Frankenstein of what Brock yes. Purdy. He's the brain of Tom Brady, the arm of Joe Montana. Right, right, right. Yeah, all that stuff. So, you know, I think that De'Aaron Fox really did the right thing here. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy for the Kings. I thought it was a really good media day. And it's going to be a great season. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great season. All right, got to get to a break. When we come back, crosstalk with the drive, guys. Whitey and Draper. It's Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins, joined by the Drive Guys. Whitey and Draper, how are you? Fellas. What did you call us? That's right. That's right. How's it going? It's good. It's uh, going very well. Very exciting day. And we're obviously, Kyle's been doing work here at Station for quite a while. And I guess today is your first official day. Yeah, I had to go through HR and all that. The videos. Videos and and the benefits and you know, the sexual harassment yeah. training and all yeah. that. I, yeah, I had to go through all, all that, that today. Stuff. Well, all we're that lucky to have, I mean, I just got yeah. back here myself, but we're very lucky to have Thank you, yes, man. Sir. I'm very excited. Nice excited about it. Right time, too, right? With right. the season yeah. about to tip off, yes, the Niners doing well. So, no, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So what are your expectations for the good old Kings? <laughs> I'm trying to decide, do I want to be the homer like my man Chris oh, over here? It. Or do stop I want to keep it real? No, I, I expect this team to win in between 48 to 50 games, second round playoffs minimum. I mean, that's how it has to be, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be a one and done, a flash in the pan after 17 years of not making the playoffs, ending that right. drought. You have to, you know, follow it up. Because a lot of people around the league still think it's a fluke. Mm-hmm. A lot of fan bases still think, you know, oh, that was a fun, cute story. You right. guys were super healthy. So I'm expecting my Kings to come out strong, man, and uh, 48 to 50 wins this season. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. I like it, too. And we were looking at the preseason power rankings from the Ringer, and they had the Kings at 13, mm. which we felt was a little bit low. Feels but low that happens with the Kings, and I think part of the reason that happens with the Kings is because if you look at all the the title contenders, right, and I'm air quoting if you're you're listening to us right now, is that they all have that superstar, right? At least one. Because yeah. these days they got multiple. Like the Grizzlies were way ahead of the Kings in those rankings. Exactly, yes. exactly. So looking at the Kings, is it De'Aaron Fox? Does he take that next leap? Or... Is it too much to overcome a Suns team or even a Mavericks team or the Warriors, whoever it is? Because I don't think that you can win a championship without at least one superstar. If you look at the last couple years, everyone's had one. Now, De'Aaron, could we we reference 2014-2015 when Steph essentially became one on the championship run? Maybe it's something like that, but I do think that Somebody, and it's going to have to be De'Aaron, is going to have to elevate to get to that second leap. That first leap Mm -hmm. we've seen with the Grizzlies. We've seen other teams. That second leap is the one that that separates people. I think, Kyle, to that point, the X factor and all that from the King standpoint is Keegan Murray, who has a chance to start to approach that level, maybe not get there this year. Right, yeah. I mean, to me, that's that's the biggest thing, and we were talking about it earlier, is – the Kings really that that second leap is going to come hand in hand with Keegan Murray taking another leap because that's that's their guy. I mean they they we were talking about you know draft position and what that means for you. The Kings still not like we took Keegan Murray fourth and with that fourth pick means you know we expect some some tiptoeing on right. superstar level. And if that happens to me, that's that's the unexpected leap that can be made where people aren't seeing they got the Kings at 13 in the power rankings right now. Right. They're not forecasting Keegan Murray making that leap. And if he can, to me, that's where they they jump on everybody. And, and that, that makes them offensively, especially just an absolute nightmare. Uh, to unexpected go by everybody except the Kings. except the Kings who are yeah, almost right. building it into their their prediction. But that would season. be quick, though. That would, would be quick to get to that level. Yeah. Now, definitely. you know, just improving is one thing, but if we're basically saying creating their own big three, right, with De'Aaron, Sabonis, and now Keegan, that's not something we've seen very often besides, I mean, the Nuggets, but I think the Nuggets, they really— Took them some I, time, too, They with took the them Nuggets. time, yeah. and I think the Nuggets really only have two. I don't— Yeah, I think but I, I, I think yeah. nowadays you, you don't need a big three. I think it's a big two nowadays. Mm. Sure, you can look at Phoenix— doing what they're yeah, doing we'll but see. when you look at you know you mentioned it Denver mm-hmm. they're a big two you know you could say Milwaukee 
a big one and a half, yeah. maybe something like that. You know, even when the Raptors won, mm-hmm. they didn't have a big three. And right. so I think right. that the, the days of having a big three mm-hmm. are over. You look at Miami. Do they have a big three? They made it all the way. The Celtics, did they have a big three? Not really. They had their big two. So mm-hmm. I think right. you have a big two. That's now, why the Celtics are so scary right now. Yeah. Right. Because then they add in a Drew yeah. Holiday. But if you look at the Kings, you know, is Sabonis really a big two, part of a big two, or does Keegan take that leap? Mm. Maybe you got a big two and a half yeah. right now or something like that. And so we have talked about it. Keegan is definitely the key to this season because yeah. if he goes from 12 to 19 or 20, then you got three guys averaging close to 20 or more points. Then you have a big three. But you don't necessarily need that, though. Mm-hmm. You don't need three superstars. And you mentioned the Grizzlies earlier. De'Aaron Fox is just as good as John Moran, I mm-hmm. think. He just isn't as flashy. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't get the pub. You know, what is John Moran? You know, he's done it on the big stage, yeah. obviously, done it in the playoffs before. But I think De'Aaron Fox is trending in that way, too. Yeah, yeah no, we were talking about it earlier. I think De'Aaron is is better than John. I mean, there isn't a thing besides, like you say, the flashy plays or right. the highlight moments. There's nothing that John Morant does that I don't think De'Aaron can do. And if anything, I think De'Aaron is a lot better mentally. Like he's he's mm-hmm. a lot better at picking and choosing his spots and knowing when to really assert his dominance. And to me, that's that's the biggest difference for them. But I think the Kings, where they can really have the advantage, we're talking about big twos or big threes. How about just the depth in general? There's not right. a lot of teams out there that that realistically, Whitey keeps talking about having, they can realistically go two squads. Like right. they can go with it with a second group and a first group and, and still have some leftover guy. Like yeah. we, we were talking about who's going to be left out. There's potential, you know, Kessler Edwards doesn't see minutes this year. There's potential. Who knows? I mean, we, we were talking Trey Lyles earlier. If, if they're going to run two centers and Sasha's going to be their backup, the Kings have legitimate depth, and that could be where they make up some ground with not having that bona fide second guy is with having, okay, maybe our sixth or seventh guy is significantly better than what you go to at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, so much of it has to do with health. Speaking of health, Alan, you're recovering from an Achilles injury. I right? am, Big sir. time. Okay. How far along are you? June 21st was when I got the surgery, so I'm, what, about four months in, three okay. and a half, four months right. in now. Have you tried the Aaron Rodgers method yet? No, it's too late. <laughs> that would have had to be. Well, I mean, about I... the Dolphins. You heard about the Dolphins? Actually, what? you know what's funny about we, that? We, I think we have. So we just want to see if this. Kyle, do we have the Dolphin sound for? Yeah. <laughs> to see if this makes you feel any better. Because Aaron Rodgers says the do- sounds of the Dolphins. What? Can, yes. You didn't hear that? Yeah. No. Thank Aaron you. Aaron Rodgers says the sound of Dolphins <laughs> mating is has healing properties. I appreciate this. So Kyle found I'm actually getting stronger by the minute. <laughs> we want to see if it did anything. I'm going to be able to go I, on a run I, after this. Whitey, I can't read you. No, no, this is real. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't make that up. No, this is real. My, my, actually, you, you Whitey, you got, you got, Whitey, you got beat to the joke because my physical therapist actually had, was playing it during one of my sessions. You're lying. No. Really? He fired it up. For one of the sessions. I wouldn't want to look at his medical right. license. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, need to switch it, it doctors, was, It was right? only for a couple. It was only for uh, what felt like a very long time, right. probably a couple seconds. Our, our daughter is a marine biologist, and I asked her about this, and her only response was, Aaron Rodgers is a sorry excuse for a human. That was the only, wow. the only response she had. I don't even know what to say right now. Like, I can't hey, Kyle, be- you could cut that off. Yeah. You know yeah. that, right? You ain't got to stick with that, bro. I didn't realize it was still <laughs> cool. what, Is there some feedback going on? What is that? Thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much. That was for you. We hope it helps. No, thank Thanks. you very much. I'm, I'm feeling good already. So I got to do my stretches and 
and stick on it and stick with it. And uh, wow. you know, I'll be I'll be back. I'll be yeah. back, Whitey. I'll be Great. back on the court for sure. This season. This season. This season. <laughs> All right. That was Styles and Watkins. Thanks everybody for listening. Next up, the drive, drive guys. guys.